0: Physical strength is no substitute for perception. For perception is the key which unlocks the intangible intangible power power of the spirit. spirit. You perceive nothing.
1: And three, two, and one. This is your host, Elijah. Can't do it. Radio voice. That sounded
2: good. This
1: is your host Elijah Bailey for the Elijah Bailey Show, and we're going to be right back after these messages.
2: That quickly. Yeah, I know. Already off to commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: All right. So uh, this is Elijah Bailey, and I have with me Richard Taplin. How you guys doing? And we are back for episode two of the Elijah Bailey Show. Dose. Um. First things first. Thank you for everybody that listened to the podcast, Uh, episode one. I know we're having some – the normal issues with Podbeam. Some phones, some um, smartphone devices won't let you go to Podbeam or the app is crashing or whatever. Yeah. Um, Shortly – The
2: benefits of Podbeam. Yeah. (laughs) Are are limited. We love you, Podbeam. We do love you. Thank you, Podbeam. Because (laughs)
1: you have given us a space to voice our uh, concerns and everything else. But the show should be up on iTunes um roughly now uh within the next
2: couple of days yeah today's, today's T- today today's today is friday yeah. uh november 13th
1: yeah we were going to record on wednesday um that's going to be our official uh record day but richard came down with a case of the man elias the what man elias son of a bitch yeah. get away from me This new it's new. It's new and it's going to be the last damn thing that you know about. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we were going to record on Veterans Day. And first things first, uh, we want to thank anybody that served or is serving or, you know, lost somebody for Veterans Day. A lot of people don't think about all the freedoms that we have mm-hmm. because these people put their lives on the line. Yes. I have, uh,
2: about half of my family in the military. Mm. What about you? Uh, my dad served yeah. and then my, um, my mom's dad served. See? Uh I think yeah. I think Pancho served about four years, and I think my grandfather I think he was in the military. I want to say eight, but I might be lying. I think it See? is eight.
1: I mean, nobody understands what kind of stress that puts on somebody not knowing. Oh, well, first, you have to make sure that the money that you are making in the military gets back to your family, mm-hmm. and then, then two trust. Yeah.
2: You gotta be trust. Yeah. got trust your spouse or your family to be doing Dude. right with that money.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a, I was talking to Witt on Veterans Day uh, because he he's a, he's a vet and uh, he was talking about uh, one of the guys was sending, uh, well, all of his money went to a joint bank account. When he got back, his wife left with all the money <coughs> and uh, was fucking another guy. So. Can't trust them hoes. Yeah, I know. It's so, I so <laughs> <laughs> and and, and the, the funny thing was, some of the drills are just be like, so who has a boyfriend or who has a girlfriend? And I'm like I do, he's like, you have a girlfriend? He's like, man, that must be strange to think about all the guys she's fucking while you're here in <laughs> And then and then they're like, they're like, no, she wouldn't do that. And then they go back to Kim, like, do you think she'd do that? And nobody really knows anybody. They're like, no, no, she wouldn't do that. And you're like, mm, I don't know, mm, yeah, dog, I girl, don't know.
2: Girl. I think uh, even AJ served. I yep. think, well, he's a national guard. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean whatever branch it is that you serve in it's um i mean i think it's one one of the most courageous there's a lot of things that are courageous i mean being you know uh we want to talk about some some real stuff getting out of the hood and, and doing stuff that you haven't seen in your community that's courageous because you have to take on a whole new lifestyle that you're yeah. not accustomed to um firefighters police officers especially now with all the stuff that's uh going on but uh, to go over and to be willing to risk your life for a whole nation that might not even accept you or might not even mm-hmm. agree with your your views or values is something that goes beyond most of the things that we see in our daily lives. And we take for granted having toilets, having running water. Yeah. These guys get to see firsthand. And uh, when people argue about rights and all this other stuff, the amendments, and I mean – Sometimes you don't have a place to talk about that stuff because you haven't put your life on the line. You just want to use these frivolously whenever it suits you. So uh, we want to say thank you, guys, and
2: uh, we appreciate you uh, for everything you do. Yes, yes, thank you so much. Um, um what? You look like you had something to say. <laughs> I so. did, but then that quickly it left, my mind. <laughs> it left your mind. Yeah, um, it happened. <laughs> <laughs>
1: going back, and I'm actually going to pull out my phone on this one. Um, I know. That's how my phone sounds, even though it's a...
2: That's the noise I almost always make when I see a phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, going, if I can mimic it.
1: Mimic it? Yeah. Going back to the uh, police matter, like the the stress that they're under, and especially now with everything's going, I found a picture on Facebook, and it's, it's a black guy, and he's holding up a sign that says, pro-black doesn't mean anti-white. So it's the same mm-hmm. thing as black lives matter doesn't mean nobody else lives matter. I mean, we're just talking about something that has been overlooked and overpassed. So, I mean... Give police officers some leeway. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can you can tell just like well, maybe people can't. One of the topics we're going to talk about today is being aware, and most people aren't aware. Yeah, a lot of people
2: aren't aware, aren't aware of anything. Yeah, they're yeah. just like complete oblivious. And I, I would even say that I'm I'm guilty every now and then. Yeah, uh, very blue moonish. Me too. That I'm unaware, but for the most part. You know, you you got to try to put yourself semi in another person's position. Yeah. Because, um, like, especially with police officers. Uh, now, I'm not saying that all police officers are correct or are yeah. right or whatsoever, you know, by far. Um, but, you know, that is a stressful job. Yeah. Because um,
1: you just got to give them a chance because they're taught if somebody uh, doesn't have anything – You have your hand on your baton ready. If they have a knife, you got to get ready to draw your gun. And those degrees of escalation, what they call it, you have to be keyed up one level higher to control the situation to keep yourself from getting hurt, from to cause the least amount of damage possible to that person and Mm -hmm. to make sure nobody else gets hurt. So they're like, well, they threw him on the ground and did this. You can tell when it's warranted and when it's not. Yeah, Like when people are recording stuff on their phone or doing stuff that are within their legal rights to do and the cop smashes their face against the the wall and throws them on the ground and puts a knee in the back, or if they can't present their ID, or they reach for their ID and they tell them I'm going for my ID, and they tackle them. That's unwarranted. Yeah. But when you have somebody waving knives around at guns, or or sitting there attacking somebody else and not getting off, they're you have to expect them. or trying yeah. to run or yeah, you have to expect yeah. them to respond in the way that they're trained to. And and I've worked with quite a few police officers, like from campus police to Edmund police, and their training is. A lot different than what you think. It's not yeah. military training. It's not anything else. They're trained to respond off um, the observations that they make. So, and that, I mean, that's hard to do. That's hard to just walk in and say, this person going to do this because – a lot of people that dress in sweaters look like Mister Rogers and rape, rape a whole <laughs> bunch of kids and do a whole bunch of bad shit. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know what? You actually, you actually said something. I want your opinion on a certain topic. All right. I'm about to <laughs> indulge you. Um, so now that you know that we are living in like the digital age, as yes. I call it, where cameras and yeah, yeah, cameras and everything. What is your take on? So many people are now in the position where instead of actually, like, helping other people, Dude, they're I'm, so quick to just take out their phone and try to record I'm glad a you situation.
1: Have, uh, chicken shit.
2: What would you call it, chicken shit?
1: Yeah, because now it's – I mean, everybody's been so desensitized to violence that now it's entertainment because mm. you want to watch UFC. And, I mean, we'll have U- – I mean, there's certain things about the UFC that I like and then certain things about it, it's just entertainment, just like WWE. Mm. And, you know, nobody can – dispute. I mean – For me, speaking as an actual martial artist and being put in different types of fights, different types of scenarios and all this other stuff, I can speak from that aspect and not just somebody that's talking out of my ass. Mm -hmm. There's two sides to that. Um, The deal that I try to teach my students is if you see somebody – you have a responsibility. For somebody that is trained to defend themselves and to help others, Um, if you see somebody getting bullied, step in because most of the time, bullies just need somebody to step up to them and they'll go off. If not, then it can be physical, but you don't let somebody get beat up because there was – Several attacks in Yukon within uh, the last year, a year and a half, where there's girls. UConn, Oklahoma,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: uh, yeah. We're uh, based in Edmond, Oklahoma, for you guys that are listening. Um, and you know what? Somebody from uh, not Australia, but Alaska. Listen to the show. Oh, look at that! You know I'm an analytical man, so I look at the analytics yeah, and, did, yeah. and look at all that stuff and, and see where everybody's with the lotion and oh uh, no. Be- no,
2: no, no beat, no dry. My number one dry, dry beat. <laughs> 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 Less messy. <laughs> Pull up the calluses on it. <laughs> I have the power, like He Man, but
1: um, uh, Is He Man dry beat. Uh, you would have to think he wears a um. A loincloth made he out has of no hair. beast man's he hair. He has
2: no hair. He's a hairless dude. That is true. Yeah. His body is... Hey, man-at-arms. Hey, oh, well, remember
1: He-Man. Try to remember He-Man because I got to talk about that too. Okay. But um, there's a girl that was attacked by two girls, and everybody was just sitting there with their phones up in the air. And you had five different views of this girl getting beat up, and then somebody walks up to him just to get a closer view of recording.
2: That's a damn shame, dude. And the
1: teacher's can't the teachers don't do anything they're scared to do anything because they can i mean i say you can't because well you can get brought sued and all this other stuff that's fine if you protect another child you cannot i don't see how people think it's wrong to protect a child from getting beat up or from getting injured because uh i had a dude i lit i i teach the sunny kids program at coffee creek Mm -hmm. i just saw the
2: pictures on facebook
1: Dude, I, when I said this is a lightning night for mentoring, I lit their asses up because they huffing and puffing and doing their face like this. And I can understand why, why teachers don't want to get involved because that same face that's uh, pouting and looking mad can also look innocent and cute and hmm. get the parents to, to back them. But you have to stand up for us, right? And you have to, the parents have to uh, give the teachers some kind of trust and yeah. believe and that's what they're saying. That's the
2: thing has kind of like fade away. I yeah. think I remember hearing um, another podcast talk about it. Uh, the one Mike show. Yeah, I remember that episode. I think so. The Is teacher that, appreciation. He, he teach you, no, no, not that one. Well, it was actually more recent. They were talking about how uh, you can't beat your kids. In, in oh, class, yeah. And then those guys what up to, to the rulers. Well, yeah, I remember, I, I remember in kindergarten and the first grade. you smack your hands. Yeah, you know no bowlers out there listening <laughs> to the show. He, he, he needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> he but. used to get smacked up all the time by the, by the rulers. And nowadays, it's like, I mean, you know, back then it used to be more like, if the teacher came to the parent and was like, hey, your kid's acting up, blah, 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 blah the parent look at the kid and be like, why the hell are you acting up? Your ass now ass it's like, your exactly. yeah. ass your mom when we get home. Nowadays, now they, just blame the teacher. Like, they blame the teacher. Yeah, like
1: kids, like, uh, there was a, the illustration of just what you said. The parents are having a parent-teacher conference, and the teacher's holding up like a D, and then the parents are scowling at the kid, but then it says 2014, they're holding up a D, and the parents are sitting there pointing their finger at the teacher, Mm. and the kid's sitting there smiling in the background. I mean, you remove all responsibility from the child, but yet you want to treat them like adults. Adults have responsibility. Adults are held accountable, but they're not adults. They're there to learn. Yeah, they're there to learn. And that's what that teacher's job is to do. Now, if the teacher's not doing a good job of learning and everybody is failing in the class, then you need to assess the teacher and figure out something else. Get somebody else in there, get them out, or change the curriculum. But... Don't immediately blame the teacher for trying to establish authority. I mean, it's the same thing. Police have to have authority. Firefighters have to have a semblance of authority. Teachers have to have authority. And without that authority, you have kids running them up. Kids videotaping, kids getting their heads smashed in lock locker, getting beat up. And I said, dude, uh, last podcast, I said Mackenzie stood up for I don't know how many of her friends. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to hit Greer. or I think Greer's our friend. You're not going to hit this person. You're not going to do that. If you want to hit somebody, go ahead and hit me. And they leave her alone. If you mess with her again, I'm going to kick you in the face. Or I'm going to punch you because this is my friend. You don't treat people that way just because, you know, you're acting crazy. Yeah. And the teachers have to sit there and say, this student is a good student. They did that to protect somebody. Or I had to jump in and protect them. Like, there was a, a video... Uh, that said the principal got body slammed. He didn't get body slammed. The kid moved out of the way and tripped him, but everybody always tries to, once they record, try to amp it up to get more views. Everybody's trying to go viral now because it's so profitable. And I think that's one of the the problems. Easily accessible income through social media is making people act out in a way that they wouldn't, and they don't get consequences for any of it. Nobody's held accountable, just like on YouTube or anything. Like, man, this is shit. You're bullshit and blah, blah, blah. People want to speak out. Just like on the One Mic, One Voice show, people calling in and acting an asshole Mm -hmm. because they ain't never going to seize nobody. If you had to hold them face to face, they wouldn't say it. And I told, I I think my class range is, I think the oldest I have in that class, I think I have a 16-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. and the youngest is six. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't want to hear no, I, I, I was, Heated a little bit yesterday because <laughs> they were just acting like assholes. I said, I don't want to hear none of this. I said, if you got something to say, don't mumble. Stand up and say it in my face. If you can't say it, if you want to say it to your parents in their face, you're for damn sure. And I didn't say damn, but I said, you're yeah, not yeah. going <laughs> to say it to me because uh, I'm not asking for your respect. I'm not asking for you to listen. You are going to give me respect and you are going to listen. Otherwise, we can do calisthenics. Hmm. I said, you guys don't need to be mad at me. Be mad at that person. And I made them stand up, apologize to the whole group. Hmm. And then afterwards, you know, they talked to one of the uh, counselors up there, Rachel, and then came and apologized to me. I'm like, I mean, I don't, I was having a bad day and this and that. I said, "That's the stuff." You come in and talk beforehand instead of acting out. I said, "Nobody liked doing eighty push-ups because you were acting up." Yeah, you, you, what you do has consequences for everybody around you, and especially in a team setting. Mm-hmm. So you apologize to the class. You apologize to me. Words don't mean anything until you show me with action. Yeah, and so now she's held accountable from here on out.
2: Let me ask you this. In your position, since you do do a lot of um, mentoring and I think you do do do. No, I don't. (laughs) Oh.
1: I know. Interesting,
2: right? Does it just like evaporate? I don't know. Or does your body absorb? Everything. It absorbs everything. That's that's why I like to think. You know, my
1: beard will go gold here in a minute. I'll be Super Saiyan 5. Oh,
2: wow. I know. Nice. Is your eyes change colors? Don't worry about that. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, uh, since you saying? are like a mentor uh mm-hmm. to to children and younger adults and teenagers and everything like that, have you ever been in a situation where a parent looked at you and was like, whoa, what are you doing? Why are you talking to my kid like that? Or, yeah. Or, or, or my kid came home crying. Uh, what the hell did you put my kid through? Or, bro, uh, you, I mean, you, why, you, you go you
1: through know. that and- you just communicate to the parent. Like one, if they're not there, I said, "Well, you know, that's not what happened." You actually, I said, um, "One of the deals, like one that doesn't even sound like me. I've never called anybody like a puss in my life. I don't <laughs> talk like that." Now, if their if their techniques suck, I might say it looks bad, or I might say it sucks. But I said, "That's fine because they're going to go through life, and people are going to say a lot worse than that." Yeah. When you have a little bit little thick skin when it, it suck is not a bad word. That means there's something you just need to improve on because as much as you want to think that. They're Mr. or Miss Perfect. That's not life. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that they need to work on. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm not going to sit here and emotionally beat down your kid or anything like that. I'm going to push them and challenge them. Now, if, if you don't, and I tell this to all my classes, like in the middle of class, if you don't like the way I teach, don't come to my class. I'm not bound or tied to teach you if you're not going to believe and invest in what I'm, what I'm doing. And yeah. if you talk to the parents and communicate um, what you need to communicate or communicate um, in a way that they understand it, because it's it's different sitting in the back of the class or sitting in your car going home and dropping them off and actually being in class. There's a lot of emotions that go into training. Because one, somebody's messing up, just like the Sunny Kids program. Now yeah. you're upset. Now it frustrates you. You can't get your techniques. Now you feel down on yourself. There's a whole bunch of things that go through every individual class that you're up there, and um, that could play in how a kid responds or how they act. Mm-hmm. That's I mean. But the deal that that I teach is you have to have composure. No matter what's going on, you're here to train. That's the only thing you need to worry about. If this person's not holding up their end of the bargain, Richard, you got to move. Bree, you got to move. Decoving, you got to move. Let's go. I'm not trying to do push-ups and set-ups because you don't want to work. Yeah. And then if we fight at the end of class, then I give you a little payback there. (laughs) And then it's all hell. Everybody's holding each other accountable. But I make sure to tie the parents into everything I'm doing. Um, As much as possible. If they can't be there, they're dropping them off. I make sure to tell them what we did after class, before class, and any problems. Like, you know, he got hit a couple of times. He's crying, but he pushed through it. You know, I kept telling him to go. I didn't let him sit out. He did more than what he thought he could. So I think he's a little bit more confident. This is what we're gonna keep working on for the next couple couple weeks or the next month. And I do that for each individual kid. Um, I take him into the office and I talk to him. I say, "This is the stuff that you need to work on. This is the things you're doing very well." And then every now and then, not all the time, but uh, you know. I'm proud of you for putting in the work or I'm disappointed because you haven't done this yet and you have the capability because it's it's all about uplifting. Yeah. You have the potential to be greater than me in martial arts and then something greater than what your parents see or what you see in the future. I mm-hmm. can see it from the outside because I'm your instructor and I can see when you struggle, I can see when you um prosper in class. So just listen to me. Trust I'm telling you the right thing to do, and if you have questions, come up and ask. Mm-hmm. So I always have an open door policy. And then, you know, an ear to bend for all my students. Reagan, um, how old is Reagan Thorson? I want to say nine, maybe going on ten. Uh, she came up and said, uh, Mr. Bailey, can I talk to you privately? I said, yeah. So we go out front, and she's like, all right. Um, I want to be on the demo team. How How do I get to be on the demo team? What do I need to do? Because
2: What's the demo team? Uh,
1: the demo team is a demonstration team for Unified Martial Arts, where I teach at. We go out to tournaments and events, and we do demonstrations. So oh, forums, okay. and we do bare-knuckle fighting and stuff like that to show people from uh, White Belt how the classes progress. And then you you have to incorporate all this stuff in there. So it's there. almost
2: like advertisement? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just okay. physical advertisement, I guess you oh, say. Okay, okay.
1: Kids get out of school every now and then or go to a tournament just to do these demonstrations. And their reward is all the hard work they put in, they actually get to showcase. Because um, these are some people term it as sharks and guppies. Uh, sharks are the kids you can do whatever you want to and train them as hard as you want. The guppies are the ones that feed the school. Well, my job is to turn everybody who potentially is a guppy into a shark. So I, I put together the demo team to give them a goal to strive for besides just rank. Oh, that's pretty cool. And they see other kids working hard. I mean, and it's not physical talent. I mean, we had kids that autistic, kids with physical ailments that they can't do everything exactly like everybody else, but they have the heart of a martial artist. They have the passion, and they they work hard every time. So, uh, she was asking about that. and She's like, I, I'm training really hard and I want to I want to go somewhere else. And I was like, what do you mean go somewhere else? She's like, I don't want to be the same Reagan I am today uh, as I am like in a couple of months. And she's like, I want to prove this to my parents. So I can do this because she has a hearing issue, kind of mm. like Abby White. And so her parents, she feels like they don't think she can do a lot of stuff because of her hearing. So mm. she puts effort into everything. I mean, she's been getting a lot better over the last month. And I said, well, you know, I I didn't do anything with the demo team last year, and I hadn't really thought about doing uh, any tryouts. But I normally do tryouts at the beginning of the year. So what if we do do a tryout in January or maybe February? What'll happen is you'll come up. I'll, I'll make some selections. Maybe it might it might be you. But the demo team will have a pen and paper. I'll run you for an hour through all your basics or whatever I can think of what I think you need to showcase to the team. And then me and the team will go in and we'll deliberate. I, my job is to pick the candidates, the team, because your team members, they uh, decide whether you pass or fail. And she's like, that's fair. And I said, if you keep working like this, you know, I'll keep considering you as a candidate for demo team. So how many
2: people do you normally have for a demo team?
1: Demo team. Usually it doesn't range. doesn't it, it it ranges. Norm. Uh, ideally I want 10, um, but the way that I do demo team is I accept them at greenbelt because greenbelt is when you're supposed to physically have everything looking like it should. All your basics are clean. We don't have to worry about basic. We can move on intermediate technique. But also, uh, when you get to greenbelt, you start changing your mindset. You shouldn't just be coming to class because somebody's making you. You should be coming to class because... Uh, you want to train for training's sake. Mm. So that's why I started green belt Because people like, why don't you have any white belts in if your green demo thing, team?
2: They kind of have more passion. The mm. passion starts developing. Exactly. And, and you should be able to see that. Yeah, Blossoming.
1: Be, blossom. Mm. Because you need to have a lineage. You can't always run this school by yourself forever and then keep making black belts and then they leave. And so you want to refunnel that. You want to uh, let them have the same experiences as you. Because for me to invest myself in somebody's life and see them mature and grow... And have pride in what they do and they excel in everything else. That's a very uh, humbling feeling, like I said last time. And it's, a, it's something that makes you feel good because you know that you've given this person 120%. Yeah. They believed in you 120%. And now the fruits of their labors are showing and they can actually pull more confidence out of themselves without having to be extrins- uh, externally motivated. Hmm. So, But... Um, But, yeah, I mean, you you discuss that stuff with the parents. You give them goals to, to hit, the parents and the students, to get them involved. But it's just a totally different deal from the outside and the inside. And a lot of stuff, like, when, I mean, you, we come up and fight, and you see a lot of stuff that I do doesn't look like it's hard at all. But it's hard as hell.
2: No, I uh, everything <laughs> is hard as hell. <laughs> don't know
1: what you're talking about. And then some, I was a
2: fighting yesterday. If you don't mind me asking, I'm not trying. To it get was the uh, fuck. I'm taking the show into like a little. Tension. No, man. I mean, yeah. Uh, how Because this was
1: a big topic. You know the the school stuff. So I mean, if you have any questions, just ask. But it was it was all right. I mean, it was. Yeah, I was it, deep than a motherfucker. Yeah, it
2: Felt oh, like man. it was old days.
1: Dude, so. it, it was. uh it wasn't bad at all. I got in there, moved around with everybody, and then everybody's getting it in. I mean, you saw Brandon get his get his power strike on town after getting hit in the nuts or yeah, the gonads, as we would say. I didn't see it, dude.
2: You, you got video of that? I got video of earlier. That's what it was. Oh, Okay. Yeah. And then, all I saw was this a clip you posted on. Yeah, that's all
1: I had. I ran out of a room on my phone. You know, I'd take pictures and videos yeah, to post everything. everywhere. I know, Look, at I know. This.
2: Look at this blade of grass. It looks like it's going to transform you know into what? a weed. And hey, you know what? That blade of grass gives me
1: 50 more followers to expose <laughs> them to blackened studios. <laughs> Oh, Which uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if, um, uh, we, <laughs> we, we, uh, kind of hit it, uh, just flew into this podcast, but, uh, the Elijah Bailey show is brought to you by black and studios and black in gaming network, a Richard Taplin production, da, him da, da, with da. his lovely wife and little son. What is his name again? No, they Caden.
2: They, they
1: didn't do shit. Oh uh, yeah, they didn't. <laughs> Uh, Richard Templin. So yeah, I'm, I'm hogging that for now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the question, what was the question again? Uh, I'll just ask, how was the fighting? Oh that? yeah, the fighting was awesome. I mean, fighting is always a way. It's like you
2: had a new person there too. Yeah, Brittany.
1: Brittany was Talon's Talon friend, and she came up and moved around with Emily or Emily and Megan. No, she's a ladies' man,
2: isn't he, dude? <laughs>
1: well, you know what's funny is all their friends are all different ages. Like uh, Brittany's twenty seven, so she's way older than both. What the hell? I mean, she's not old, but she's <laughs> yeah, older than she's both of them. them she's our age. Like what? Twenty. Emily's twenty, and then Talon just graduated high school. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. So I mean, they're, I guess Bree
2: and Talon was around the same age, weren't they? Yeah.
1: Other Bree's is nineteen.
2: I'm not talking about like. Brie that Harry went off to the uh, military. Yeah, that's the one. She's 19.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, she's closer. They were both at North together, I yeah. do believe. So, I mean, they're had they're friend's range. But, yeah, she came up. Uh, she went to boot camp with Emily on Monday at the gym and came to uh, the Bailey mm. Functional Fitness Boot Camp. She, and she
2: could uh, turn it up a bit, huh?
1: Yeah, she tried it. I mean, her. I mean, she liked it. She enjoyed the boxing. She enjoyed the kicking and the bag drills and moving around. And her goals are uh, she has some asthma issues and stuff like that, and she really wants to be able to run um, these 5Ks and stuff like that. So that's what she's getting in shape for. Mm. And I said, well, I mean, all the stuff we do. It's you know, good to have
2: goals like that. Yeah.
1: I mean, a lot of people like Chris, he's like, man, I gain weight. And I was like, man, that's going to happen because yeah. you're building up muscle. So just don't look at the scale. Don't worry about it. And just keep working. You'll thin out. Um, but really, your strength is going to increase. And that's what he needs for the military anyway. Yeah. So, And he's got spina bifida. He's got a specific type of spina bifida. So, I mean, uh, he's got some some is back that? issues, oh, some okay. spinal right. issues, alignment and stuff. Is that like a food? Man, that sounds pretty good. It does. With that B in
2: there. kind of hungry. Wouldn't mind um, some P.F. Changs. <laughs> Dude, don't, don't. But it's too early. That. No, it's not. It's never too I don't think they're open. Oh, well, I guess it is too early. Yeah, Yeah, I'll probably get some 7-Eleven and a donut.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Way to settle. Way to settle in life. But, um, yeah, we want (laughs) the... the, I'm sad now. Yeah, I know. Me too. The cell phones and all this punk ass, you know... Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Non-characteristic stuff in school. It sucks. It, It sucks that the teachers feel like their hands are tied to discipline the kids because... I mean, there needs to be some kind of authority for those kids to to mind their manners, exactly. do what they're supposed to. Otherwise, they get out of line. They're now, get out
2: of line, they're going to act <laughs> up. Just like they have, these kids probably act up at home because they don't author- they don't look up to their parents with any yeah. type of respect.
1: Because people like, well, now you go to jail for whooping your kids. One that whether it's the mom or dad, that kid came from me. That's mine. Mm-hmm. That's not you. You can't come in and dictate my home situation because if we live. In the projects, or we live in, or I'm a foster kid or something, I already have a lot of issues going on. So now you're basically telling the parents, just let them do whatever the hell they want. Well, well you can put them in timeout. You could put, if they, uh, if you went to work and they never fired you and they just told you to go home, Shit, you'd be sitting home all day. <laughs> Posted. Yeah. And then you say, Posted. well, I need some money, so I need to act right. But, I mean, you know how long that takes for you to, it to get. It takes
2: longer. I mean, you don't have to just. I mean, beat the hell yeah, out yeah, of Yeah, We're not saying just beat the hell out your kids, you know, 24-7. But, yeah. I mean, just like, you know, there's nothing wrong with throwing that slight fear in them. Yeah, Like, like I said with Caden, which is my son. He's about four years old. And I let him get away with a lot because. That's my personality too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of that that same yeah, spirit. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> but you know, the times I have lit off into you know lit off into him, yeah, he understands. Now he knows. So yeah. now when I tell him like, "Hey, Kaden, do you want a spanking?" He acts right. He be like, yeah. I-, I remember that because <laughs> uh, I,
1: I always ask him, "Say so, you want a Mm-mm. Yeah.
2: He no, like, <laughs> "No, no." I didn't know we was getting that serious. My yeah. bad. I was I was out of line. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. He's bowing like he's Japanese. Yeah, it's
2: just like um, my older brother, Tony, he had left his uh, Xbox One at my mom's house. Mm -hmm. Kaden knows he's not allowed to play the Xbox One or the PS4 Yeah. ever since he had raced my Dragon Ball Z game, Dude,
1: that was horrible. I
2: remember that. I remember. He's he's not allowed to touch those two controllers. Yeah. So um, Tony was asking him, hey, you don't want to play? He's like, no. I only play the Wii and my PlayStation. Exactly. (laughs) Dude, so, but I mean, it's, it
1: sets up, again, that line. You want to cross that line, you got to be willing to take the consequences. Because when you turn 18, if you cross the lines and you break the rules, they will put you in jail before actually trying to sit there and figure out if, you're, if it's a psychological deal. Because they have so many other things. And that's why I said to the class, I said, you know how many other 18-year-olds, uh, when you turn 18, there are in o- Oklahoma? How many of them that are acting stupid because high school kids act stupid? How many of them they have to take to jail or take back to their parents? They can't sit here and spend an hour and a half on you. You're going to jail, and then they go back out and do their job because th- their job is not to just babysit 18-year-olds. Yeah. They have crimes and other stuff that are going on, or it, they don't even know if the crime is real. It might be a false alarm or it might be something that happened, but they have to be on alert for, ev- for everybody in that community. Mm -hmm. And just looking down your block, there could be 20, 30 houses. That's a family. If there's three people in that house, I mean, those are huge numbers. So you're expecting the cop to do that job and baby your kid or baby you. I said, the world doesn't work that way. You're an adult at 18. They'll treat you like an adult. You go to jail. You can't get yourself out. Have fun. Stay in there because they got shit to do. So it's just sad. Now, I don't yeah. – I, man, I, I did laugh when I, I saw that video, of that uh, black teacher whooping them with the belt because they were See, fighting.
2: Michael, um, uh Michael Owens <laughs> was talking about that. I have not seen dude, that video. Dude, man. Well, I heard it's like an older video that just kind just, of – Yeah, know, it recirculated, yeah. But, yeah. I mean,
1: they were fighting. And, I mean, he's older and overweight, and he takes his belt off. And as soon as that deal whips, it's like <laughs> it hits the ground, and they all <laughs> scatter <laughs> like cats, dude.
2: So wait, okay, so so, <laughs> no, he, so if you can't, paint the picture for us. So it's a classroom. Right. Yeah. How, how old were these kids?
1: Uh, Classroom, probably 12, 12 13, Okay, it's so probably middle school? There. Yeah, maybe 14 up in there. Middle school, elementary. Yeah. Middle school. Oh, and I remember, this is old, older video, so these kids aren't as big as they are now, a little bit younger, so it's hard to tell. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a grainy kind of video. The teacher, you know, is a black guy, overweight, he, he uh, dark-skinned. Uh-huh. And the kids are sitting there fighting, all right, and everybody's kinda And of,
2: hey, let me ask you what type of race was in the class? Was it mixed or was it uh, mostly like black white pro-
1: mixed, it was very lightly mixed. Mostly black kids, I think. Okay. And so because uh, so I like a I just group remember fight? Yeah, it was like three of them just going at it, or maybe two of them fought and then a friend jumped in. I didn't really I mean the camera the phone just kind of comes in on him, and then next thing you know, you see him taking a step, and he takes that like Pootie tank, took off his yeah, pow, water top <laughs> mother, f-. and he's just pow, pow, and they scatter and they stop immediately.
2: Mm. Now so he didn't hit anybody.
1: Uh, I think he got he got a yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: now, if he, now a ruler would have did the job. Yeah, really. Did but, uh, a
2: more controlled job. Yeah. But the other, but the other deal <laughs> he is. He got some casualties. Yeah. He's
1: trying to keep his class in order because I don't know if another kid jumped in or somebody else is going to come in. But I mean, everybody understands that. Man, but man. I mean, there's so many like, I saw, variables.
2: A, I saw this one video on, on youth on Facebook about a teacher and there were two, um, there was like a more Hispanic class, mm-hmm. and there's two kids, and I guess he had told them to leave, Yeah. and they were just acting up, man. Stupid. They would just start walking around, dancing, jumping on the table, light doing this, light doing that. I'm just like, yeah, like how could you
1: be an asshole? Be an
2: asshole like that, and then, yeah, I even, and I know they probably have issues at home because having those doing that type of stuff in class, yeah, shows you have some issues with your personal life. Uh, you probably don't get enough attention, so you're acting out to get the attention. Exactly. But even I try to put myself back in, in classrooms, and that that stuff will piss me off. Yeah,
1: I mean, you um, as a student. Yeah, and as and you know, like as an instructor, as a teacher, I have different parameters. I can make them work out, um, knock them, yeah, know, do can, a whole bunch all of. That, different. I mean, all that it depends. Stuff the, out. Yeah, the crime, the punishment fits the crime. So you have a kid that. Uh, in martial arts, is beating up a smaller kid because they're more confident and they cower down from the big kids. They're just, I mean, just well and beating the hell out of them. You break them, set the smaller kid down, and you put a big kid in there on them and say, you know, let him go. Like, do the same thing he's doing to the other kid. And then you stop. How's that feel? Does it feel good? So, why would you bully your teammate or your classmate? Why would you do that? There's always someone bigger, stronger, and faster. That is being forced to accept the consequences of your action, being forced to realize that this is what I did to somebody else. I don't, like a uh, family guy when Peter went to jail and he's like, uh, uh, he went to, uh, not Peter went to jail and this, uh, one bald white guy, he went to jail for stabbing people. Uh, yeah. And he gets stabbed. He, like, Oh he, my God, this is what I've been doing to people. This, this, is this is horrible. Yeah, oh my about, God. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Why did yeah. I ever do this? Like i mean, he about to kill Peter. Then Peter yeah.
2: got out of jail and then he finally like, yeah,
1: he, he went in the room and then somebody stabbed him. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's realizing that, and in, in, in school, I mean, you used to be held accountable. The parent, principal could have did something. There was a deal that was going on. with One of my students, where the kids, I mean, I think she's a ten or eleven at the time. And they're like calling her a bitch and all this other stuff, and mm. and you fuck this. And I was like, why would one? Why do kids know that shit anyway? Two, the principal was like, oh, well, we're just gonna, you know, I can't really do anything. So I was like, now you're letting somebody get picked on. And I mean.
2: And that's the, the whole, worst thing. Yeah,
1: the whole bullying deal, if you allow the other person's words to, to you know, to come in and you believe what they're saying, then you're going to feel a certain way. And then after that, it just spirals out of control. Yeah. And then you don't think you have anybody to talk to when the teachers or the principal or the counselor won't, won't do, anything, do anything. Yeah, you're in a corner. Now, either kids or, I mean... You trap a rat in the corner, it'll fight a dog to yeah, get out of there. Yeah. So either the kids start fighting or they Fighting, just, yeah.
2: bringing guns to school, knives to school, or unfortunately, or they just in let worst it happen. Case, yeah. Worst case scenario, you know, suicide. And
1: I, I said, when we were young, I, there was like a deal, it was like half the year or maybe less, 50,000 kids had already committed suicide. I said, I know a lot of people that are going through stuff and I never knew. I mean, I know kids that, you know, they were getting, you know, beat. For, for acting up and bullying people or, you know, have a stepdad or somebody that's, that you know, beating on them mm-hmm. when they get home and they still, I mean, they're, they're alive today. I don't remember that many people committing suicide or that being a choice.
2: Yeah, I remember like, we had two people in our uh, graduating class that... uh well, that was high school, though. Yeah. That, I'm talking about, like, younger, like what they're oh, doing now. Oh, no, I don't remember anybody, young, young, committing yeah. suicide. Yeah, but but we didn't have
1: access school. to all this information, though, either.
2: And, like, nowadays, like, bullying... Is so much more different than how we were growing up. It's yeah. crazy too because we're not that. I mean, I guess we're old. Yeah, but, but it doesn't I feel mean, like we're that old no. because the you know, cyberbullying. We're, we're the, the cyberbullying, is crazy dude, dude. And I'm like, one. There's no. There's no escaping that.
1: I mean, it's like uh, cyberbullying almost reminds me of like actors whenever uh, they do a uh, a play at a theater or they make a movie and then you go online and check everything. Everybody has an opinion, but that opinion doesn't mean anything really the people that are hiring you the people that are paying you that's what you need to worry about if they don't like you ask them what you need to do differently if you're putting videos on on youtube or whatever put videos up there because you like them don't worry about what other everybody else says yeah plus even if they're talking shit they still watch that video yeah so i mean there's an interest there they just want to have their 10 seconds of fame or hope that you see it i'm like dude i don't need to worry about this shit i just kind of blank people out because i was like one i know you're not going to say it to my face Anyway, two, you're just doing this shit to act out. So you can act out on here, you can get blocked, you can get banned, or you can just sit there and post stuff and then everybody else gang up on it and and, and then they're like, well you guys too sensitive about this stuff. Like the dude on uh Instagram talking shit about somebody else's workout. I was like, You're more than happy to come work out me. What happened? Uh Kelsey was working out and I said, Man, she killed the workout day. like, She didn't kill the workout. I was like,
2: Someone said that on your on your post. Yeah. Hey, nah. that's when you know you made it. Yeah, I know. That's when you know you're I making know. it. Hating ass. You know, you start trifling ass. Hating. Dude, trifling, <laughs> I'm crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Michael Owen. Uh, but um, yeah, and I was like, well, she just started. This is killing it for her. I mean, she's she's going. To, oh, she. Ain't, I'm just saying she ain't killing this. And I was like, you're more than happy to come work out with me or have me train you. But if you do, I don't want to hear no bitching. Mm. And I said, my this page isn't for people to come on and be critical. I mean, if you don't like what you see, you ain't got to be on this page. But she's working her hardest. It's supposed to uplift and motivate people, and then bring together the fitness community. So if you have a problem with that, it's just like uh, DX. You got I got two words for you: <laughs> suck it. Yeah, just, just get the fuck off here. Don't follow me. Don't look at the post. I mean, you don't have to do anything. People think, like, they're drawn in they have to, like a fly yeah. to to a flame. Like, I have to be here. I have to say something.
2: And I think you also got those people out there who just want, want attention. to troll, yeah. They just want to troll. They just want yeah. attention because they don't have, have – the spouse ain't giving them attention. Yeah. Their, their boss don't give a damn yeah. about them. Exactly. And their parents probably don't give a flying fuck about them. Yeah. So they go on YouTube and Instagram and all these social media places, and the only thing they can do to, is yeah. be negative because they know they're like, Maybe if I keep pushing these buttons, maybe this this top yeah. person is doing so much better than me. Exactly, we'll finally start talking to him. Yeah, maybe somebody will communicate with me. You know, me. that's
1: how I sound. That's how I thought he sounded too. This is exactly how he sounded. But the first deal I did, I mean, I said
2: except he was probably missing a left nut, uh, probably, yeah, probably Lan- Lance Armstrong
1: in it. He probably never had him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I said, you know, you are more than happy to come work out with me, or, or I can train you. But and then the only thing I said is I d- don't bitch about. It. Then he wrote some other stuff, and I was like, dude, you don't even got fucking be here, really. And then Ashley, Ashley Ross came in. <laughs>
2: like, you don't need to
1: be talking about uh, Kelsey like this. And I was like, dude, that's what happens when you talk shit because you don't know how many friends people have. And then Kelsey's like, she's like, it's fine. She's like, thank you guys for defending me, but, you know, this shit motivates me right here. People yeah. talking shit and don't think I'm going to do so. That, that motivates me. And that's the kind of attitude you need to have towards the people that are bullshitting all the time. Uh-huh. I mean- uh, we talked about that uh, at the bachelor party when everybody saw the video, uh, Austin getting his ass whooped. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> talking shit to somebody that he – I mean, he had to go on Facebook and put it on my page like I wasn't going to see it. Like, you're you're going to fall today and this and that. It's like, first off, I've been training longer than you. But you know what? I didn't even say nothing. I said, you know what? My instructor asked me to let him handle situations situation like this. So I, get, I sent it down. I was like – I said, you know, what the fuck's wrong with Austin? He's sitting there posting stupid shit on my page. And he better be glad I'm not going to come over there and whoop his ass because you asked me to tell you first. So I'm going to let you handle it.
3: Mm-hmm. And then he
1: wrote something. He's like, you should probably keep your mouth shut, especially when somebody can fuck you up. And she's <laughs> like, he's like, I've asked him not to knock you out or break anything at your test so you can pass your test. And then he's still going to act like an asshole to me. So I said, all right, I'm just beat your ass at test. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there, supposed to be an MMA fighter and cowering and everything else. I mean, if you're going to talk shit, back it up. Yeah, that's the same thing. My obviously my wife says that to me. I say that to her. We playing games. You gonna talk shit? Back it up. Don't <laughs> don't have no hard feelings at the end of the day. <laughs> but I mean, you know, some at some point in time, just man up or woman up about it. Yeah. Um, and that that kind of goes to. I mean, this is a long intro, but that goes into goes into the show. Yeah, into the into the video where the girl got flipped in the chair, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people already talked about it, and but I couldn't believe. Uh, the Fox report that went with that, talking about the girl. I mean, this wasn't her first time and to do that and all this other bullshit. I was like, you don't "Fox know. is stupid." Yeah, right, you, did, you got the, the video. did that shit on
2: purpose. Yeah, yeah I, I I play, got let's heard. play the video
1: and then we'll talk about it real quick before we get out. Class went viral.
3: Quan Alex and political consultant Angela Box tackle this one in tonight's Fox Face Off. <laughs> So in South Carolina this week, a police officer lost his job for doing his job by uh, subduing an unruly student in a classroom. Now, the spin is, is that she had her phone out, she didn't want to put her phone away, whatever. I can guarantee you, as a teacher, this wasn't the first time this has happened, second, third, fourth, I guarantee it. This is no innocent little lamb. And when you have one student, just one, In a classroom, disrupting the class, making life hell for the teacher and the other students, it is impossible for other students to learn. Now, I do agree, the cop went too far, but I don't think he should have lost his job over it. I think it's high time we start addressing the root causes of all this, the disrespect of teachers, this Black Lives Matter movement, this uh, perpetual chip on your shoulder against everybody that's not like yourself. It's got to stop. We've got to address the
0: culture. First of all, let me say that the cop was justified in being terminated, but they should go further. I think the district attorney's office should indict him for assaulting that child. Miss Box, nobody supports a disruptive student in a classroom because it stops other kids from learning. But what I do have a problem with is men should never deal and handle a woman like the way that cop handled that little girl to turn that desk over the way he did grab her around her neck then grab that child and throw across the room that is unbecoming of a man with decent character and conduct that's unbecoming of the conduct of a police officer they they should have got a school counselor maybe a therapist on counselor a, a therapist on campus with a school counselor and a mental health officer to come to the school and deal with that child we don't know what was going on with that kid but no kid should be disruptive in the learning environment now for you to say that we need to deal with the culture of black kids in school. Let's deal with the culture of these crazy, fanatic white boys who go in schools with guns and shoot and kill everybody. Let me finish. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Columbine, killing the kids at the elementary school, the shootings in other cities across America have all been crazy little white boys okay. shooting up innocent okay. people. So and let's we, study that culture. we have
3: the black culture, unfortunately, which has been run, the, the black community has been run by Democrats for the last 60 years and has destroyed the black family, destroyed initiative, destroyed self-worth. You have kids out there shooting each other. It's not just white kids, black kids shoot each other up. But wait a minute, time. but wait a minute, you said address the black culture. No, address
0: the black Let me culture finish, say, man. The perpetual challenge on your shoulder. I did you. Blame Show some manners. I didn't interrupt God. you. Show some respect. Don't tell me a damn thing about the black coaching kids in school when it's white boys that go in school and murder all kind of innocent people. I'll tell you what. When Don't you go tell in, me when that. We need city. to study these fanatic white boys. When
3: you go into the inner city and start teaching there, you let me know, and then you can have something to say about it.
0: Ma'am, I went to inner city schools. I My taught schools there, and I
3: taught there. And
0: guess what? At the end of the day,
2: there's wounds and sheep clothing every day, teaching. Let me black tell you schools. something. How dare you say that? How dare you say that? Yeah. How how dare Dude. you, Mr. Bailey, say that? Man, you that jerk. whole
1: jerk. How how dare you? <laughs> that whole deal. I mean, you. the reason that we went into that video is because how dare you. <laughs> the, the officer when I first saw the video, I I didn't know if it was real or not because it wasn't on news, it was just like posted. Yeah. And when he came in there, that son of a bitch slid like Gumby to the oh, desk man. and flipped it up. Like I said just a minute ago, that desk flipped like five times before she hit the floor, and then picked the desk up with her and threw it across the room. Yeah, that was that was holy that shit, that was dude. Pretty hostile, dude. There, <laughs> there's been there's been a couple of times where I need to whoop somebody's ass like that, but a kid for not putting up their phone—that's fucking bullshit. Especially a female. Yeah, I mean one. Uh, you know Brooke and Alex. There's mm-hmm. a couple of my students getting ready to touch for the black belt, thirteen or fourteen. If someone even told me some shit like, Man, I'd tear that up like this, I'd fuck them up right there. Yeah. And if that was my daughter and she got flipped in the desk, Ooh. I'd dude, I'd dress up in police officer co- uh costume and put that some <laughs> bitch time in the desk and flip that some bitch all day and throw his ass against the wall. Yeah. I mean I can't that's stuff that you get shot for doing somebody's kid yeah, that like way, that, let, yeah. a, let alone a a daughter yeah. for no reason. And I agreed with with his points because the the first thing she said she said we need to address this issue disrespecting teachers that's, that's a valid that's a valid issue. point yeah yes now Black Lives Matter when did that come into that anything should
2: have not even been brought up. Did, that they have, has, that did they have? Did they have nothing to do with anything? Did
1: did they have signs saying Black Lives Matter? Or, she didn't.
2: I mean, gratefully. I mean, thank God she did not. You know, crack her neck. And yeah, die. I mean, because
1: it, yeah, it would have been broken, uh, and or even like hemorrhaging in the brain with the uh, fracture on the skull or something like that. He, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like he had no fucking. And I mean, you run into cops like this that have that taken. Because there's a there's a stigma when you're a police officer, especially if you can't gain weight, you need to be big to you know have that physical appearance because that does help with you subduing. Yeah, yeah. So he could be on steroids or he could have an inferiority complex or just an abuse of power. You never know. Yeah. But I agree with them. They could have called the counselor or something else to get her off the phone. And worst case scenario, you take the phone from her. Yeah, it's your personal property, but. It's not supposed to be on school property. You guys know that. If there's something that goes on, we contact your parents. Yeah. Do something like that. Don't fucking snatch her up out of the chair and beat her out. It looked like uh when Hulk was throwing Loki across <laughs> in, in uh, the Avengers Tower, <laughs> yeah, Stark Avenger, Tower. Yeah.
2: yeah, And you know, another thing it almost brings me back to, like I said, I mean, that that, that couple was just, I felt like he was 100% out of line yeah. for all he did. And then also... I remember. I think, I think it was me, you and the couple was talking about this. We were talking about how, uh, one thing, and this actually brings, we are kind of going back to the whole parenting thing. Yeah. Cause this reminds me one of the reasons why back when I was in school and I, I was definitely a, a student that pushed the, uh, <laughs> the boundaries, especially yeah. yeah, especially when I got in high school, junior, senior, and probably sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I Every, definitely yeah. pushed it. Um, but one thing that I was always scared of was them calling my parents. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because, because if you call, they have my parents installed in me that fear a
1: healthy respect.
2: Uh, yeah, healthy yeah. respect. I like that. A healthy respect of them to where if they call my parents and they have to don't Leave don't don't work don't, or don't, have don't to wake yeah. up, Poncho. Yeah. <laughs> For him to come up here mm-hmm. to deal with me. That's your ass. That's my ass. <laughs> dude, that's
1: that's like Debo hitting what's his name? Bam!
2: Hitting a hootie. I can't
1: him? remember his name. I Because yeah. I, I had it on my head. And I, that's why I said well, what's the name? You're supposed to just leave it alone. Sorry. Man. But, yeah, I mean, uh, dude, <coughs> I don't care what you say. Me and my cousins all know better. My grandma, I saw her go to town on my cousin with a Hot Wheels track. Woo! Dude, my grandma uh, was still whooping ass with her rotator cuff not even really attached. I mean, she was Ooh. barely hanging on. But I mean, that's the stuff that you need. I respect my grandma. I respect my mom, my aunts. I, I mean, one time my aunt whooped me. I was like, "That don't hurt." And she tore my ass up after that. You know what I did after that? Like, don't act up. Yeah. I mean, you have to have that respect for your parents at home. Yeah. If you don't, it has to has to be instilled somewhere. Because uh, I remember when we first had the it was like a four hundred and seventy five dollar fine or whatever for getting in the fight at school. Uh-huh. And at the time, Mr. Heath was the principal at uh, Edmond Santa Fe. And I knew all the. I mean, Officer Dixon, his son. I went to son, uh, school with his son and then he had Officer Eric Woolley, who was awesome, you know, police officer. We knew the officers at our school. And there was only a couple of times like Officer Woolley, there was a girl that was uh, had something trying to try and swing, swing at him. And instead of spraying her in the eyes with mace, he sprayed it up in the air and she started coughing so he could subdue her. Mm. He didn't have to spray in the eyes or tackle her down. They did stuff like that yeah. to make sure everybody was safe and then take them to the office and call the parents. Um, same thing, if if somebody got a call from my house, that ass is gone. Yeah.
2: But, my ass is gone. My room is going to be very empty. I'm going to have to get all my stuff out of my room, mm-hmm. like my video games. Mm-hmm tv Mm, for a gamer that's a hard. you can take the clothes take the clothes take my phone but don't take my playstation the the playstation go (laughs) and then i know that also brought up a lot of people saying that uh you know should you have policemen in a school
1: i mean they've had them for a while but i think the way that they should interact i mean there's several police officers that are trying to help Uh, everything that's going on by actually having Instagram accounts and Twitters and they're actually showing I think
2: police officers should be in schools yeah
1: I mean it helped because you I mean one all these campuses that are uh, no gun campuses they're the ones that get shot up because somebody brings a gun Yeah, and nobody I mean they might have I mean it, it takes time for you to get to the to where the situation is and so on and so forth but I mean in the school you need somebody there for that because in high school, everybody thinks they're so smart. You think you know everything. Like yeah. everybody's supposed to ask you questions, and they can't tell you nothing, right? You know oh, yeah, everything. Yeah. The officers can pick up because they interact with the students. They know the students, and you you're more. Uh, I think you're able to be more aware of what somebody's planning to do, or or what you think is going to happen and in high school. It's a smaller setting than than a college or a university, and it's a smaller population where you know everybody,
2: yeah. and you're constantly. If someone's more like you know, it'll be really cool. Um, is that if they did like uh, the cops, certain cops that are assigned to school, mm-hmm. they do go through like some type of counseling course yeah. to be able to, um, like you said, be able to uh, understand more of the students' yeah. mindsets and everything of that age. And, uh, I mean, because granted, I love Edmonds schools. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad I went to Edmonds schools and everything like that. But we did go through, you know, we we had a phase of school during our time. It was almost bomb threats every week. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Granted, Mm -hmm. you know, thank goodness none of them were true. But at the same time, you know, we had, you know, it was no... Or or lockdowns. Yeah, I remember that. Like yeah. when people come into school, you don't know who. Is. Someone's in the school. Yeah, <laughs> walking down the hallways then, or whatever. Like, and that. then you have
1: an actual officer there to handle the, the threat. You yeah, I mean, you're saying, well, what can one or two officers do? I mean, they might have three or four. I mean, to, I mean, Santa Fe wasn't that big of a high school to walk around, so having two or three officers was fine for that. Yeah, I mean, get however many officers you need and have that authority. But at the same time, all the officers I know. Um, I even got pulled over the other day uh, going to work, and it's because I was drinking um, those big iced teas in the can. And he's like, "Uh, are you all right? And and I was like, yeah. He's like, well, I just saw you swerving. I was like, oh, well, I have my tea here. Can I show you? And I was like, I was drinking my tea while I was on the way to work. He's like, oh, I just want to make sure you're all right because, one – you know, you're not supposed to be drinking or driving. You're going to endanger a whole bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And then two, I want to make sure that you make it out. He's like, you know how many people don't make it out of drinking and driving situation? Yeah. He's like, if you can go ahead and just finish that at work. And I was like, yeah, I was just, you know, tired and to give me a little bit of energy. But I mean, that was a perfectly uh, fine instance. Both sides got to explain what was going on. He had a legitimate concern for everybody else's safety. Plus mine. I had a uh, reason for why I wasn't drunk. Yeah. He let me show him that with me without me having to, be fearful. And yeah, they're, can, they're I, not
2: they're not they're not all bad cops yeah. out there at all. I mean, I I've been pulled over I don't know how many times, uh mm-hmm. quite a few yeah. times and me me fortunately I've always been lucky enough to I've never had a bad experience. You know, I've yeah. been getting plenty of tickets. I didn't. you know, I've been putting in a, Oklahoma Oklahoma city i I've even been put in a, a police car a couple of times. A but uh I knew what I was doing. Every time a cop yeah. pulls me over and they ask you What are you doing? I'm like yeah, yeah, you caught me speeding. Dude. Yeah. I think the only times that like uh, I think I have if I had a headlight busted out or something like that. You no, know, I didn't know that. Yeah. But if if I know I'm speeding and a cop pulls me over, I'm going. I'm, 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 the, I'm wrong. the type yeah. of person, I'm like, yeah, I see. You caught me. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was I was flying home man. I was just tired. La di da la da. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. And I think they respect you more. Yeah. And it's a lot less uh, situation now. Like I said, you do got those cops out there apparently that are just you know. Either they had a bad day, or they just they popsy just don't like you because your color, or you know whatever the case may be. But you know that's just that's just society in general. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think the thing we need to take from all this stuff is uh, one person doing something, and this was brought up on the one mic one voice trail a while ago. Doesn't mean the whole group uh, of people are doing the same thing. I can't say all. Uh, Latino Americans or Mexican Americans or whatever you want to say are lazy. Can't say all black people are lazy and dealing drugs and all that. Yeah. And doing all that. I saw that. Can't say all Asians are bad drivers. I mean, in Tal, Oklahoma... Towns' dad probably will. Yeah, Towns' dad probably said damn, Asian.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, uh,
1: for me, Oklahoma just has a, bad, a, a lot of bad
2: fucking drivers. Yeah. But, um,
1: I mean, you can't I, just I, judge.
2: I think, and I think it's also just like this... Another thing, like we're in digital age, so I think a lot of people are just so distracted. Yeah, oh yeah, when they're driving. Uh, That that new
1: that new law, hundred dollar fine if they see you texting on your phone while you are driving. That's which is so good, but yeah, because more people die. If
2: you you got your windows tinted, then I guess it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. mm
1: -hmm. I mean, there is, but I mean that more people die texting or or messing with their phone than like shark attacks, and that was a big deal. Like, well, this is such a. I mean, they brought that statistic in because they were talking about dangerous animals. They're like sharks, rarely. Get to that out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people die more, or kill other people, but texting on their phone. So like, oh, I didn't see it because, and I don't know what was going on. They're going through a stoplight, and it takes pictures, and they see them on their phone right before the wreck. Mm, yeah. Dude, that's why it's such a big problem, though. Yeah. Everything's so easily accessible, and everything's compact and put on the phone. Well, I need to get these directions. I need to see if they're open still. I need to see this while you're driving. I mean. I think it it was a good law to be put in place because I've been texting on my phone and luckily I have my wife like get off your phone. I mean, and she don't she does not stand for me being on the phone while we're driving. So, and you know what? The easiest way for me to get her to quit talking about it is to get off my phone. Yep. and you know it could potentially (laughs) yeah, it probably saved our lives. I don't know how many times. Yeah, but the whole us versus them deal is dividing the nation all across the nation, different parts. You know, there's. Uh, I mean, we all know that there's different kind of things that happen. Uh, School systems are different. Teachers are different. Um, But there's some things that we need to be unified on. How you have authority in schools makes a difference on how the kids learn and how they're educated, and it gives the teachers power and gives them more confidence to be an actual teacher. Mm -hmm. You don't want somebody going to their job hating their job because they have no authority and they know their kids aren't learning or whatever, because for me as an instructor, like I said, if you don't want to be in my class, don't come to my class. That's fine, but there's other people here that need to learn, and I'm either going to tell you to go at home, go sit out, whatever, or just don't come back. And, I mean, we had this, I, this uh, I think, oh, you weren't there Wednesday. Well, when everybody came in, I was uh, doing uh, katas, which are patterns for martial arts, with Brie. And for her to, she says she's been at the school over three years. For her to be there three years and to not be able to do her basic katas, that's unacceptable. And I I made Emily Town and Callan get up there, and it's been months since they've done katas, and they did those katas like you know, Callan hadn't been there longer than Emily and Talon. But for the most part, they did those katas almost better than she did. Mm-hmm. Emily and Talon did for sure. Um, Callan, you know, messed up one part. And then he got back into it. And she's sitting here. I'm like, don't act huffing and puffing because I'm pissed off because you've been wasting your time and everybody else's time for three years. Yeah. I mean, as the teacher, if I tell you to do something, it better be done. I don't care about your feelings. I'm not supposed to be your friend here. We're supposed to be getting this stuff done because it benefits you because martial arts is about self-defense. So there has to be that authority. There has to be that boundary. Not your friend in school. We can be friends Yeah, we can still outside. be buddy, buddy, but, but it's in time school? to work. Yeah, it's, it's time, time, to work. For, time for that. So uh, what we're going to do today is this will be episode two. And on episode three, we're going to cover some of these topics and the upcoming Ronda Rousey-Holly Holmes fight. Uh, that's going to happen this Saturday. Um, Richard, you got anything you want to say?
2: Nope, nope. Sounds good. Sounds uh, good. Uh, so let me ask you this. So, What's your predictions for this fight?
1: Uh, my predictions? I mean, you have a world-class Olympic judo champion, and you have a world-class boxer, so it could go either way. Ronda, if she sticks with you know what she normally does, breaking people's arms, Should be fine. So she's more
2: of a submission fighter?
1: Oh, yeah, judo. Judo throws, and, I mean, her first, what, I don't know how many matches from her amateur to pro were broken arms or arm bars. Mm. She was submitting everybody with Oh, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, Then she got – I mean, she wanted to prove everybody wrong because one of her statements was, being a female, I have to prove everybody wrong because I don't think women can have a good division or be good fighters. Two, everybody thinks I'm just a one-hit wonder, so she started boxing and started,
2: you know – Trying to go into that. Aspect. So boxing was something she picked up on. Yeah, I mean, And the person she's fighting is a boxer, a boxer, yeah. Oh. So and
1: uh, I think Holly Holmes is nine and zero, and she's twelve and zero. So I mean, both undefeated. Yeah, and it's not anybody she's fought before. Misha Tate, she whooped that ass three times Easy. Mm. She broke her arm, tore up. Then you have people calling out, talking about her, her dad. You know, because her dad committed suicide. She's like, "Why well, would have committed suicide too? If you were my daughter." And had who said ju- that? Rhonda said that. No, 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 no. Not Rhonda. Oh, okay. Yeah, What was her first name? Bet. Bet. Yeah, I just see. I never forgot her name because she got Bet. her... That's how you say it. I think Betch. Betch. Bet <laughs> I mean, whatever the fuck her name is. She got beat up. That was the one that Rhonda wanted to... She like, she's going to make her suffer. And oh, she knocked her out quick. Oh, okay. But I mean, nobody has... There. Nobody has the same caliber athlete as these two. Most of them are UFC athletes. So they trained... At their gyms, they've done some kind of martial arts for a while or just in the UFC. They don't have an extensive career because even for – because I know a couple of people that have gone for the Olympics, like uh, Trevor Neville and his brother, Chris Cheatwood, as far as Taekwondo and martial arts. um, It's hard to get in to to do that kind of stuff, and so – she went not once, but went back twice into the Olympics, and then traveled and did all this other stuff, and came back in the UFC. And she's been in some real life fights, which, you know, every UFC fighter says they've been in real fights, you know. But she's got a little bit more experience than the rest of them. Mm. Holly Holmes is a boxer. It's gonna make it a fight. Yeah, it should be. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna be over in the thirty seconds, like or twelve seconds, like some of the last ones. It's uh-huh. gonna go. You know, second, third so round. So you don't have
2: any hardcore
1: you just no, Your prediction I mean, is it's going to be a good fight. Yeah, because okay. as a fighter, you can't, you know, all of her fights. If you look at the stats, you say, all right, well, you know, she's going to beat this girl because somebody's talking trash and talking shit the whole time. Like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Like, eh, you're gonna your yeah, you're going to get trapped. But sometimes she's got some quiet ones that, you know, put in a lot of hard work and you say, well, I don't know, Maybe she could, maybe they could push her. But I, I don't know what – it has to be – you know, kicks or punches is going to push her. Because stamina, I mean, doing judo, doing uh, wrestling or grappling or any of those matches or uh, whatever, those are long. Those are stamina-driven deals. So you can't say, well, she can't go past this long in the first round. That's because people are inexperienced. Yeah. So it should be good. I mean, she's got somebody that can go the distance with her, Any boxing, 12
2: hmm. rounds, 10 rounds. So it should be good. All right. Well, um, you want to
1: drop your info for the folks?
2: Anybody who's listening, everybody who's listening, thank you for checking out The Elijah Bailey Show. Definitely, can check out his Facebook page. I'll save the information from him. And with me and myself, my name is Richard Taplin. You can also check out any of the, all the other podcasts on the Blacking Studios Network at blackingstudios.com and also our Facebook page, Blacking Studios. Yep,
1: and you can find any of my stuff. You can follow this show specifically at The Elijah Bailey Show on Facebook. This um, show. Yeah, you can also uh, find us on Podbeam and soon to be iTunes under the Elijah Bailey Show. Um, you can send me anything you want to as far as comments, concerns, or dick pics. No dick pics. Aww. I mean, you can, but I don't want them, oh, okay. they're not wanted. Okay. But I'll accept anything. Thank now, you. Uh, <laughs> Twitter or Instagram at eBaileyFitness. And then you can also follow the fitness portion, which we will talk about eventually <laughs> on this podcast at the Bailey, Life <laughs> Bailey Lifestyle and Fitness on Facebook. And then you can also follow us, um, especially uh, when we get into recording this show, like some visual on YouTube at the Elijah Bailey channel. All right. Other than that, I thank you guys again for tuning in. Uh, we had the first episode was a huge success. We had a lot of people uh, listening to the show and trying to find it on PodBeam. Uh, again, if you're having trouble finding it on your your iOS device or whatever, then just wait for it. It's going to be coming to iTunes pretty soon. And if not, just follow us on Facebook. Like I said, the Elijah Bailey Show, or Bailey Lifestyle and Fitness, or just me, Elijah Bailey. Goodbye.